0: Let's talk about your cuteness. So (laughs) we have an announcement. We have a new format. So we're dividing the podcast in two before we had two main sections. And now we're gonna have two episodes for each section so one episode with a follow-up and the by the way and another episode for the main section
1: yeah so it's not that much of a ch- it's not that much of a change in format right it's just releasing the two parts separately so that each one is more focused on its topic
0: <laughs> exactly and if you like us, because we blabber on weird stuff, then you can only listen to by the way. You should like us because of the main topic more
1: in depth and heavy.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. More in-depth conversation, then you can only listen to the main topic, so it's be a bit easier yeah. to follow us
1: as a nice side effect we have a bit more time to address listener comments follow-ups and all kind of yeah follow-up discussions so don't hesitate to let us know what you think as always about the episodes or about this format on all the social networks all of them like Gmail (laughs) Gmail Twitter Reddit YouTube etc not daily podcast all in one go Uh, let's start the new format right now with the follow-up of last time and our recent experiences.
0: Let's talk about Reading Corner.
1: Yeah, so did you think more about how to make my Reading Corner perfect? (laughs) No, you didn't. You think it's perfect already? No, I already told you. Like I
0: think, like it lacks a lot of light, uh, an outside kind of feeling. But like you can't do much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I wonder what part of what we discussed is subjective and what part of what we discussed is objective mm. because I realized that... So you say you want you want a lot of light, open nature, etc. But I've been thinking a lot about it when I was using my Reading Corner and I kind of like the fact that it's small, cozy and dark because the page becomes all that I see. And so that really helped me focus in a way, I guess... But also falling asleep. I'm always falling asleep. <laughs> <It's just> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's the thing, though. Like if you're writing, like in front of a window with a lot of sun, like you won't fall asleep.
1: Well, without with the artificial light, right on the page, it's still pretty bright on the page and black outside, and it doesn't make me too sleepy. But there's no UV. Like you know what I mean. It sounds the same. Like you should buy a UV light, maybe. <laughs>
0: I don't know, because, like, I did that when I was when I was younger and, like, a student and I needed to study, like, for an exam. I bought, like, my grandma, like, this massive UV light. I would put that on my desk right in front of me during the whole night. And it would actually work, like, super well to help me focus. It was a bit insane. Like, the effect was, act- like, I was feeling the effect of it.
1: Okay. That's interesting. I never actually... Thought about it. If anyone has other feedback about UV lights... <laughs> <it's laughs> but like, you know, it's a medical one, like not the cute,
0: like the cutesy little one to help you wake up. Like it's the actual like big, white, disgusting, plasticky kind of expensive. So you have
1: a, you, you had a suntan bed essentially in your home. <laughs>
0: It's not really... I don't know. Like, I don't think it it, it tan you. I don't think so. Yeah, so it's not like... I'm not sure because, like, I searched for literally two minutes, but I, I think that it's not UV light. It's just like a very, very strong light with different wavelengths as like a normal light, but it's not like ultraviolet wavelengths. And yeah, it helps you focus and like it has like very. it's used for like many, many reasons. But I remember feeling very, very focused while using it. So I think maybe for Reading Corner, it would be kind of nice.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. I don't promise I'll do it, but I do appreciate that, you know, my Reading Corner is up a mezzanine bed so it's very close to the light <laughs> so that's on the ceiling and it is appreciatable <laughs> it's nice <laughs> i don't know it feels nice
0: yeah i don't know i didn't do anything for my reading corner so like i thought like by the time we record the second episode i would have a book like a uh, bookshelves, but that didn't happen because i can't find one like i think like actually people don't buy book that much anymore and so if you want bookshelves you need to actually custom made
1: it which is a bit insane (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) i mean what is the requirements for a bookshelf for you what is the perfect bookshelf i don't know it needs to be like two meters high not
0: like 150 like actually two meters high even higher like i would prefer three meter high but like whatever let's say two, like 250. Like, actually, I wouldn't buy something at two. So, like, 250 minimum. And then it needs to be like... I think this is your problem because no one is sitting that high. (laughs) And then it needs to be large. Like, because, like, the BD from IKEA is not large. Like, it's just, like, one... Like, one shelf, one shelf, one shelf, one shelf. And you can put, like, what, 20 books per shelf. And, like, it's a bit weird, like, to have, like, this one tiny bookshelf in the
1: middle of your living room. Like, I feel it's a bit weird. Uh, You can put two of these tiny bookshelves next to one another and make a bigger one. Yeah, so
0: I add that, like, at Joe's, like, we used to have, like, three BDs, but it's not, like, very good looking either. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> think what you mean to say is that there is no bookshelf for your specific requirements of the huge room you want to put it into. <laughs> I mean, like, I think, like, I think my parents, like, because at my parents'
0: place, like, there's bookshelves in every room that takes, like, actually, like, the whole pan of the wall. I feel I'm just used to it by now, and I kind of like the idea of it. I admit that it does look nice.
1: It is pretty... Uh, I don't know. Okay, maybe... So I have a few follow-up questions for you, so maybe I should... Uh, we should get to them, because we keep blabbering. We talked about the fact that it was better if the nook was visible to create the ab- the habit, like to to lower the... B- and the barrier of entry to, to get into reading but what if your habit is already established do you read did you think you need it to be visible or can you have a little remote corner
0: mm, i think that's fair like if the habit is there i think like
1: i guess the biggest question is how do you lose habit and you have to maintain the ease of access but that's the whole thing in itself
0: well, I think like, yeah, to lose a habit, you need a change in your life somehow. But like with book, like we already talked about that during the episode. Like it's also about like having a back book that you force yourself to read. And then you're kind of disgusted of reading. Not disgusted, but like you kind of forget of like to read it. And then you don't read. Uh, and that sometimes happens, I guess. I don't think it's about if you already had a habit, I don't think that matters that much, I guess.
1: Because right now, I think my habit is well-established, so it doesn't matter too much. You Ooh. have to climb there. Is your is your habit, like, established now? I don't know. Last month, you were like, oh, it's new. I'm not sure. Yeah, I I don't know. Now, I read pretty much one hour every day before sleep.
0: Wow, that's amazing.
1: It's, I don't know. I don't progress a lot because I read Japanese sometimes, so it's hard. And I don't know. Yeah, I read a little bit every day.
0: That's great. Like I don't anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, so that ties in into the um, another question I wanted to ask, which is: What do you think about reading a little bit at a time versus a lot in a go? Because I th- I feel like you're more into like reading a big chunk of six hours or something, whereas I'm more into reading one hour every day.
0: I think like it really depends on like the books you're reading and like when are you reading it. Like I loved like reading in the subway before, like so 30 minutes by 30 minutes. I love doing that, but I also love Saturday afternoon. No, no, Sunday afternoon, like sunny, wintry Sunday afternoon. You're in your little chair. You're reading with a cat. And you just spend the whole afternoon reading with, like, a little tea.
1: So you do both, essentially, like, both short and long.
0: Also, it depends if, like, it's fiction or non-fiction. Like, if it's fiction, it's way easier to do, like, a six-hour session. Like, if it's non-fiction, like, then, like, you kind of get bored about the subject matter after like one or two hours
1: okay so you th- there's no easy answer to the question like do you recommend me to try to shoot for a long uh, long session or sh- short sessions if i'm trying to read more no
0: yeah i think it depends on the books and like your environment as well
1: i don't know like you know what i mean like you can't read
0: sartre for six hours like you'll go insane
1: yeah i think one thing that helped me a lot in picking up this habit is that i'm reading several stuff in parallel because i don't i don't know i have a weird brain that I, where i cannot like marathon series or stuff like that i need to switch context often to keep me engaged so i read one chapter of this and then switch to one chapter of this
0: when i was reading a lot i always was reading like three books at the same time like a non-fiction and two fiction which was like something i was doing but i like marathoning like and i love marathoning like science fiction
1: everybody does I'm the only one who doesn't
0: I don't know like you know what I mean like you enter you enter the fiction and then you're in there for like two weeks and
1: it's amazing and you're always like I don't know you feel like you're kind of part of it I guess the whole question like the whole uh, this, this whole question deserves maybe a discussion in itself like why do I not like marathoning I think I do like marathoning when the thing is really good when the world is really good when I don't have to make conscious effort to fix the plot that I'm watching and that practically never happens like the only thing i've ever enjoyed like that is caprica
0: and those game was fine where i could
1: watch things back to back as a movie no no as a as a book as a as a book yeah i I guess in books maybe i marathon books easier than uh series because the author actually thinks about right before writing
0: i don't know because for me like tv shows are a bit different because it's very rare that i like watch them with a full awareness of what's happening. Like usually I'm on my phone, I'm doing something else. So like I'm marathoning them, but in a sense of just, this is what's on my TV during my evening. More so than like, I'm actually doing just that for the whole evening.
1: Yeah, well I don't consider it watching.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's very well that like, it's good enough to only
1: do that. Yes. Okay, then we are yeah. kind of in agreement, <laughs> I <guess>. Yeah, <laughs> I don't
0: know. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a bit sad. Like, I'm trying. I was trying before. Like, I, what I was trying to do is, like, when I started meditation, a year ago now, I was trying to actually watch TV, but actually watching TV you know what I mean like not doing anything else and I found it like super hard I stopped trying now like I'm like whatever like I feel it's kind of nice to just like chill with the TV on. but I don't know I, I kind of want to like start this habit of like being fully aware of what I'm doing again No, I think I need to like start meditating again because like I I think like meditating every day forced me to be a bit more aware of like how I was doing stuff which is like, I think, which was like, I think a good habit to like keep. You didn't try meditation, did you?
1: Mm, Not really, well, not much now. Yeah, it's a whole thing in itself, (laughs) meditation. (laughs) Uh, You should probably stay focused on reading Nukes. Yeah, but like reading Nukes is done, no? No, uh, there was actually a big thing we didn't talk about when we talked about the environment. We mostly yeah, we we talked about light, we talked about a lot of visual cues and we didn't talk about audio cues at all. Ooh, interesting. Do you think music is good to read too? you think you'd rather put like the sound of a fountain or something like that two months ago i would have said i
0: really hate white nose i really don't like them like this is not a thing i like at all but something changed i found out that i have like a premium Headspace subscriptions that I bought one time in my life. I don't know. Headspace is a meditation, app, like the biggest meditation app. Now it became this huge app with meditation, sleep helping, music, workout, like it becomes this whole thing. Uh, and so two months ago I opened the app like I was like oh it's been a long time and it was for work I was like whatever like I was looking for something for work and then I found out that I was like subscribed and I was like okay fine like I paid for that one
1: can't wait to see how it's gonna tie back and there was this new tab
0: called like music or sounds or something I was like what the fuck is that and there was like 10 or 15 like 2 hours soundtrack which is clearly kind of white noise that are amazing just like there are are the most amazing soundtrack ever that like helps you focus there is like two soundtracks of watery watery grainy kind of stuff which are not amazing less amazing than the other one but their music one like the one done by (laughs) Enzima, okay and it's just amazing like i don't know how the guy do it but like it just I don't know, your brain goes into that space completely, like, directly into a space of, like, focus and, like, you're not really listening to it, but, like, it. I don't know, it's, like, the most
1: amazing thing. It's by audio waves they inf- they uh, interact, uh, they manipulate your brain cells directly. I would recommend that shit. Okay, so you'd, re- you'd recommend that. Okay. How does that compare to, uh, you know, the YouTube cra- oh, <laughs> crap? The YouTube usual stuff like low, lo-fi beats to chill.
0: It's very, basically, it's very, very high-quality lo-fi done by Anzilo. Silo. Okay. I used to listen to a lot of like lo-fi, like this little girl with a cat next to a window thing, mm-hmm. and basically this has transformed into into this. I don't know, like, I think, like, for, for reading, I don't think... Like, I think music is great, but I also think that you can't have very, very strong pop music because, like, it distracts you too yeah,
1: much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In particular, I can't really uh, focus on the book if I can follow the lyrics or something like that. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I put stuff either without lyrics or in a language that I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because I remember when I was
0: younger, when I was reading, like, I remember distinctly when I was reading Samurai Deeper Kyo, I was listening, like, an insane person to Mika, to the first album of Mika. And, like, so now if I hear a song of Mika, you think about it. Like, instantly my brain goes to Samurai Deeper Kyo it's a bit insane but at that time i don't think
1: i spoke english yeah so you you didn't have this uh, focus program i guess it also depends on people right i assume some people are uh, have less trouble focusing uh ignoring the background audio or something
0: i think sometimes it happens like in, in the subway like my my i put my music streaming in like basically random so like Sometimes it happens as like, there's like very high lyrics when I'm reading, but like you don't really, once you're focused, I don't think you hear that much music.
1: Yeah, you need to maintain the focus and not lose focus. Sometimes music takes you out
0: of it. I think like this is one of my quality. Like once I'm focused, I'm focused. You know what I mean? Like this, there is nothing that can unfocus myself.
1: Well, I, let me tell you that it's not universal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but maybe I don't know um, I think you should try the ad spacing eh? or to find like a bootstrap version of it
1: I mean I it's, it's not like I'm desperate for I'm um, like I'm lacking a good music I just wondered if you had an idea of what is the best
0: to be honest like I don't like to read in silence like I find it a bit weird
1: yeah that was my question <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you think about it like it's a weird behavior that like humans do like reading I don't know, like, basically, you're staring at a blank piece of paper with scribbled on it. Like, that's what, you, what you're actually doing. And so, without music, I feel like my brain can't... I don't know, like, it always linked back to what a weird little experience that we're doing.
1: And music helps streamline you into... Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, it helps me saying, like, okay, it's not that weird, like, we're, we're doing something. Yeah, there. so,
1: basically, I guess... The audio landscape is also a bit important, but
0: maybe it's a bit of there's not enough stimulus, uh, and like my brain is like I need something else.
1: Yeah, but I think that's that's fair because I mean silence is very silent. Yeah, I guess we're not used to that in our society anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Before moving on, we didn't talk last time too much about home decor. We talked much more about reading and stuff. Is there anything mm-hmm. you wanted to say about home decor or feng shui or whatever? Or yeah, home decor is awful. Home decor can be can be hard. Attempt with moderation. Consult a professional before. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. No, but like
0: I understand. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Way
0: too stressful. I think that's why like my flat will stay kind of empty.
1: Maybe we can do a follow-up about that, uh, thing. like, what can you do to make home decor less stressful for you? I
0: I think you need to be rich and hire someone to do it, which is not happening here.
1: Yeah, but what if you don't like the result then? Like, delegating this kind of decision, I'd be a bit uncomfortable with it.
0: That you need to not do it, that's all. You need to be, like, happy with what you have and, like, whatever. (laughs)
1: to live in an empty
0: flat (laughs) but but this is what I've done for the last like year and a half, two years and I think it kind of works like I don't mind the thing that uh,
1: philosophers like Diogenes don't tell you, like if you abandon material life, the main reason is to not be stressed by home decor probably This episode is brought to you by Podcasts Platforms. If you want to listen to a podcast, you can use a podcast platform. That's what they're for. By the way, we are still in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember one year ago when uh, when you were like, oh, see, we're in lockdown so that we'll re- remember. Yeah. Dude, it's the new normal. But Uh, an interesting thing happened, I feel, is that people moved a little bit away from Among Us and tried other games.
0: Thank God. Among Us was just like the worst fad ever.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Let's not get too political here. There's I, I don't know. I don't know where it came from, but I feel like there's this new game that got a little bit popular lately. I don't know why after one year of being stuck at home people starting playing that, but I played it and then you played it, so let's talk about it. Uh the, n- the name was yeah Gartic Phone. Garlic and phone. And the concept Gartic. I called garlic. Yeah, I called garlic phone for fun. I thought it was so garlic gar-tick.
0: phone. Like I actually thought it was garlic phone and I s okay what okay. sense
1: does that make? I don't know. I don't know it made no sense whatsoever but and so, the whole concept of the game is that it's a telephone thing, like where people have one message they pass around. It's a
0: telephone thing?
1: <laughs> what? The telephone is the category of game. You don't know that. <laughs> I guess maybe for an international podcast, you should... Uh... So, it's, it's a telephone game called also Chinese Whispers in English, Telephone Arab in French... Uh, Chinese response is actually a fairly common name because I think the Japanese version is called something like that too. Okay, I didn't know. Okay, okay, good. I don't know okay. why. Chinese whispers. Anyway, but the the concept is that people pass uh, a message to one another and at the end the message is completely different and it's a lot of fun, but it's not really a game because there's no winner or no score <laughs> in any way whatsoever. And the interesting part in uh, in this platform is that you alternate between drawing and text, so you have to describe the drawing in a very few words and then you have to draw this and I found that it was a little bit interesting on a philosophy, like on a pretentious point of view, <laughs> because th- I think about it in a in a mathematical way. There is some attractor points, it feels like, some subjects that are more stable than others in this. And it's not always what you expect. So uh, I think if you say carrot for instance. I think carrot is a good example of a stable concept. Like, you write carrot, someone draws a carrot and can be very simple, very <laughs> symbolic and people will still recognize it. Yeah. And it always... So, th- there seem to be some subset of concepts that are more stable through this exercise, like fixed points. And any sequence gravitate toward them eventually. And you can <laughs> really see the... Like the oscillations at the beginning and then sometimes like the stable sequence. Do you have the same experience? Completely agree with you, which is a
0: bit what I find also interesting is like when people are writing sentences with like actual people, friends that they're playing with. And so you can see the common traits that people think when they think about you which I found very interesting. And that's actually the same thing. Like when, for example, like people think about me, one people will think about something, the other will think about something, and you can see like there's a lot of variation at the start. And then it just becomes this one symbol of
1: like me, which is kind of interesting. Okay, is was there a symbol of you that stayed as a stable concept? Yeah, Because I I don't think it's true for... Everyone like I don't. Think I think it is. You like guess it is? what it was for me. Well, I think I was there. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, were. Uh.
0: But like it's fucking glasses. Like I don't have glasses for the last three years, which is a bit weird.
1: Yeah. So this innocuous game, like I don't know, makes me think about like the essence of things in a very weird way, because it seems like the essence of Vlad has glasses. Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, but like, what's super interesting, I think, is also that like, it shows uh, the... How does fucking Yong say that? The collective unconscious. Collective
1: unconscious. Well, it's more localized than I don't know. Well, no, I'd the collective
0: c- of the group of like the group that you're playing with.
1: About you, but you can also have the collective unconscious of mankind.
0: What the game shows is like it shows the collective mindset of like the ten persons that play with on anything basically.
1: Yeah, well, some stuff are gonna be shared with other groups and some stuff are gonna be group separate. Mm.
0: oh do you think that there's like a universal truth about like some stuff
1: i mean i think and and it gets very it's a very platonic game in a way because you get the the perfect shape of the carrot for instance the carrot i think is probably shared with uh, uh, all groups i mean you'd need a better experiment to to conclude that but Carrot seems to be like, you know, orange triangle and like two green circles on top. Yeah. Seems to me a very stable
0: concept. Do you remember the Google, like the Google website, like uh, Doodle? Um, It was not Doodle, it was something like that where like they train uh, an algorithm on doodles and like then you can doodle on the website and they tell you what you doodle?
1: yes that was well this is the early steps machine learning 101 right the stuff that was really popular in 2015 yeah
0: but i think like it's kind of like the same at the end of the day like the algorithm can show you what the humanity think when they think about carrots visually
1: well i don't know so the i think the google thing was telling you recognizing pictures no was it Recognizing or drawing?
0: No, it was actually just like recognizing.
1: Yeah, because so Mm -hmm. uh, later on and less known projects. I've been looking uh, a lot into like digital art lately. And I've seen a few people who attempted to do the reverse. So tell the AI, draw me a carrot. And so you can use a generative AI to do that. And then it produces a carrot, like a a drawing that imitates a human. But I don't think that's the most interesting. I've seen some really cool art projects that try to understand and picture the latent space of the machine learning algorithm uh like and i'll put that directly like in a few strokes what are the main components of a carrot like Try to reduce the dimension to make it something more symbolic, more essential. And there is a few artists that sell these prints. And don't promise anything that I'll try to find them for editing, <laughs> and I'll send them to you and to to everyone. But that seems fun. Yeah, it's in, it's interesting because in this uh, in this machine learning, you are taking a lot of vid- visual inputs and projecting it on a space that has lower dimension like a smaller space to group all the pictures uh, that of carrots into one point in this lower space I and mean, I, I don't want to be too mathy and <laughs> <laughs> so in in a weird way it's kind of like gothic fun becomes a game about exploring this latent space of symbolic of like what are the most essential traits of what Plato would call the, the true form of carrots. <laughs> and each time
0: you, you talk about pl- a platonic thing, like I think about beauty because I think it's the most, like it's a platonic, platonic symbol. <laughs> and what's interesting I think is like these kind of adjectives are s- often a bit lost.
1: Yeah, yeah. This, this, the concept of platonic is exactly what would be lost in garlic. In garlic. Yeah, but
0: like, what's interesting is like some more like complex idea. I think can be can be drawn very easily. But like when you say just like, oh, it's beautiful, then like it's very hard to actually to actually draw.
1: Yeah, I like that uh, a lot because so we we said that there is some some sort of fixed point, but it's not what you might think. Like always. always simplicity and like a human person like yourself is already a pretty complex thing to represent and yet it's more easily representable than beauty or I mean beauty is hard to draw I guess (laughs) but there is some fairly easy concepts that Will be lost, and I wonder why that is. It just because of nuances in the drawing style, because I'm
0: wondering if it has to do with the language as well. Meaning, if beauty for French people are hard to draw, but for English people would be easy to draw, for some real black like culture reason.
1: I mean, then it's not maybe not the same concept that you're talking about. No, but maybe
0: like what I mean is like maybe
1: language
0: structure your thought about the concept and then like in English, maybe beauty is linked to other concepts that are easier drawn just because there's more world, for example, like, I don't know, like maybe like then you think of pretty and pretty, you think about like, I don't know, pretty woman and then like you can draw pretty woman and then like you go back to beauty. I
1: don't know. I think it's definitely true, but I think a Gartic phone is a surface where the information resolution, information bandwidth is so small that it wouldn't show. Because most people can't draw for shit. <laughs> and that's that's why it's also fun, because it forces you into the symbolic a little bit. And that's why animals like cats and dogs are very strong symbols, but are going to be lost by the one who can't draw.
0: Cats, never lost. Dog always lost.
1: If you remember, that's insane. Like I don't remember anything. That's why
0: I'm vague. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, the, the, like the symbol of cats... Everyone could draw a cat. For a dog, it was always this, like, shape
1: with four legs that didn't resemble anything, which is a bit weird. You'd you'd expect cats and dogs to have the same level of information complexity. And it's, yeah, it's a mix of, like, visual complexity, semantic complexity, etc. And I guess, in a way, it's, it's nice that we ended up talking about machine learning, because it's probably... More or less, what what's present in the latent spaces of machine learning? Like probably, machine learning recognizes cats better than dogs. Then, though the information bandwidth is a lot bigger, yeah, so it's, it's probably not noticeable. <laughs> but uh,
0: I guess I guess that's true though, because like a, a, a cat is whiskers with big ears and a long tail. A dog can be anything. Like, it can resemble a bear. It can resemble a cat. Like, a chihuahua doesn't resemble
1: anything, basically.
0: Sorry for people that have chihuahuas. They're, like, the cutest little thing ever. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not the most...
1: You're, t- you're talking about the symbolic schem- schematization drawing. <laughs> but, like, you know fine. what I
0: mean? Like, th- there may be more of a of a distribution of dogs than there is of cats. Diversity, not distribution.
1: I had, I have a, another point do you think you can tie it to brand recognition? Because uh, this kind of s- symbolic drawings, etc., are very like brand logos. And I'm sure people who know Nike will have no trouble uh, using the logo of Nike to convey that idea on sure. garlic fun or McDonald's or like some very famous logos. And so maybe it's just cats are more marketable than dogs. It's just a stronger brand or a simpler brand. Well, they're a stronger brand for sure.
0: Like if you see the internet, like cats are way more present than dogs. The internet proves that cats are more marketable than dogs.
1: (laughs) Marketable. (laughs) <laughs> so do you think Gartic Phone is a measure of marketability? The this thing about brand recognition like it, I keep thinking because you, you you seem very sure that anyone is recognizable in uh, in Gartic Phone and I really think that some people and I think I might be one but I guess I have colored hair so maybe not. <laughs> but, uh some people are not. Are those people with low brand aware n- uh, brand recognition?
0: Ooh, that's an interesting. So that's a bit of a. It's hard to take example because it would be kind of mean, I guess.
1: Pointless <laughs> for the listeners.
0: Then wouldn't it be an issue of people don't link you to anything basically? Like, which is a bit sad.
1: I mean. Yeah, I don't know. So maybe we can take examples from famous people, but I don't know that.
0: But not really because they're famous, so obviously you link them to something.
1: Yeah, but do you know how to draw Shakira or Beyonce or whatever? (laughs) Yeah, Beyonce I could. I think. Shakira, I don't know. Well, I couldn't. (laughs) I mean, for instance, Lady Gaga, you draw a lady wearing a lot of meat or something like that. And she's very Gartic marketable. But Beyoncé as well, no? I have no idea what she looks (laughs) like. We shouldn't talk about this kind of stuff. (laughs) But you can have like, for instance, doing... uh, I I did a game where we had to draw uh, Emmanuel Macron, president of France. Physically, it's a bit hard. And you can use uh, outside cues to... Yeah, you
0: can use symbolism. So
1: you can give him a crown and make a French flag, but then it becomes very temporal. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're actually saying the president of France, not Emmanuel Macron.
0: Wouldn't you put an old lady next to him? A lady with a cane? Maybe, yeah. I didn't think about it, but... And then a love and a friend symbol, I think, like, that would do the trick. It's fun how Trump, like, I think, like, the symbol of Trump is having an orange face, which was kind of fun.
1: Yes, yeah. Yeah, so it's a weird kind of marketability and symbolization that gets uh, represented here. That doesn't tie to information complexity, really. Yeah. I think if you have a very specific
0: feature to your face or to your body, (laughs) I think, like, it helps a lot. (laughs) And I think that's why also, like, the glasses stayed, because, like, no one, it's very, like, in our group, like, no one has glasses, I guess. Not really. Like, everyone, like, has lenses or whatever. And so I think I was remembered like that because it's a very specific feature. And, like, then... Yeah,
1: and you, you can reverse engineer how people think about you... Like, when they met you, what idea of you they have in their mind, which is the Vlad of five years ago, and stuff like that. And this game would be very different if you played it with your colleagues.
0: I guess so, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) But yeah, so, but, like, what's interesting about that, like, if you're into marketing, though, you need, basically, to have market recognition, you need to have a specific feature that, like, I don't know. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's a pretty good test, and they probably teach that in marketing school, like the <laughs> Gartic Phone test. No, I don't, I don't know.
0: know. <laughs> we, we should be business professor at Harvard for like w- one semester to show how you can market your brand on Gartic Phone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a bit hard to say. Like, uh, we do we do it better when, for all you know, they do it all the time. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> I. Uh, it seems to me like something that they would do. I know that one of the first things they say is make sure your logo can be rendered in the opposite color, kind of like black and white, uh, black and white and opposite colors, resizable. So uh, I know they teach stuff like that. So maybe they teach Chinese whispers.
0: Okay, I think we can just be transparent and say because we forgot
1: about the new format, we forgot to say bye, so bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah. And so let us know what you thought about the episode and about the new format. And if you hate it, we revert. (laughs) 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 Thank you. And see you in not such a long time. So in three weeks, we're targeting for a more heavy episode without follow-up section.